Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, these sentiments which are expressed in the words of these lepers must really be the sentiments of our hearts. They must redound constantly throughout our hearts, our entire life. Yes, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. But if we're going to have these sentiments deep in our heart, if they're to influence our life, we must keep two great realities in mind, two truths which follow us everywhere we go. One is the fact that man, mankind, is full of, of misery. Yes, we are full of misery, but likewise that we have a merciful God. Yes, the heart of God is a merciful heart. So what is misery and what is mercy? We can look at the etymology. Misery is a certain evil. Yes, a certain wretchedness from which we cannot save ourselves. That's misery. What is mercy? Misericordia, again from the Latin. It's a heart which is inclined to take away the wretchedness of another. So we have this misery and we have God's mercy constantly inclined to take away our wretchedness. And when did misery enter into the world? Well, we know it entered into the world with the fall of the angels. This true wretchedness, these angels which are pure spirits, who understood exactly what they were doing and rejected God's love. It's really something that's hard to comprehend. They had no concupiscence, but they freely rejected God's love and misery entered into the world. But then when did mercy enter into the world? With the fall of man. Yeah, mercy could not be applied to the angels because they were pure spirits, because they knew exactly what they were doing. Their choice was irrevocable. They could not change. They could not be saved from hell. They had made that choice freely with full knowledge of what they were doing. Man, on the other hand, being a more limited creature, not fully grasping what sin was, he was capable of receiving mercy. So as soon as man sinned, of course, Adam, our first father, and all of us in him, at that moment we can say mercy entered into the heart of God. God is charity, and mercy is nothing more than charity applied to take away the misery of creatures. So God doesn't change, but we change. And therefore, as love has a new aspect, it is a merciful love. And God was not content, we can say, to love us from afar, to love us from the heights of heaven. No, he wanted to become close with us. He wanted not just to take away our misery from heaven, he wanted to take our misery upon himself. That's the incarnation the sacred heart of Jesus, as he comes to take our misery upon himself. He comes to live with sinful mankind, to be a mediator, to bear in his own body and soul the consequences of our disorder, the consequences of our sin. And we see this encounter today. These ten lepers see Christ. 
and they recognized that Christ has the power to heal them, and they called Jesus Master. Yes, have pity on us, have mercy on us. Leprosy, we know, is a horrible disease and is an image of sin. We know that all diseases, all evils, all wars are, in a general sense, a direct consequence of sin. But we know leprosy, in a certain sense, teaches us more about sin than maybe some other diseases. It starts often with a little speck, which is hard to see, which is like venial sins. We don't think they're that important. But if we don't take care of these little specks, these venial sins, they can grow into horrible diseases of soul and totally disform, disfigure our soul, which happens as if we're not faithful in fighting against venial sins, it will lead to grave disorders by which we will be cut off from God, by which we can easily lose our soul. So leprosy is, a, is an image of sin. So these lepers symbolize sinful mankind. And Jesus is passing by. As Jesus' master, he has the power to take away our sins. And even though he has his power directly and immediately, he does not heal them directly and immediately. He sends them to the priest and then heals them on the way. And why did he send them to the priest? Well, this is a figure of confession which he will institute. Yes, those sins which you forgive, they are forgiven. Yes, when a person comes to confession, no matter how disfigured their soul might be, and the disfiguration of a soul in the mortal sin is much worse than us. The disfiguration of a soul in mortal sin is much worse than a body which is disfigured. It's really horrible. We know that St. John Bosco, he would, he would have this ability to smell, this horrible smell, when somebody was in mortal sin. It's really a horrible thing, mortal sin. And yet as Christ was able to heal them, so they're perfectly clean. So likewise in confession, yes, if your sins be as red as scarlet, they become as white as snow. And how? The power of Jesus Christ, the power of his blood. Yes, Jesus is that powerful that he can take a soul totally disformed by sin through the hands of the priest and heal them. And all of us are these lepers. We've all received the sacrament of penance We've all been healed. Now the question is, are we grateful like the one or are we like the nine who as soon as they were healed forgot what Jesus had done for them? And a good way to consider this is how do we behave after confession? Let's say we have a tragic fall, a leprosy of soul. Do we go back to the same person, place, or thing where we contracted the leprosy? Yes, do we go back to unnecessary occasions of mortal sin? If we do, we are like those nine who don't appreciate what Jesus does for the soul. Yes, imagine somebody healed of a horrible disease. They spent their whole life trying to find a remedy. And finally, somebody comes and heals them. And they go back to the place where they contracted the disease. Yes, what foolishness, what lack of gratitude, what lack of common sense. And yet that's what we often do. We go back to the persons, places, and things where we contracted the leprosy. So let us look at this grateful leper. Let us have his dispositions, realizing that we are sick, appreciating the power of the sacrament of penance, and always seeking to resolve to avoid the occasions of sin. And we know the greatest medicine for our soul, 
by which our soul is constantly healed of all of the wounds of all of our past sins is the Holy Eucharist, in which is contained the sacred heart of Jesus. Yes, he took all of our misery upon himself on the cross, and he wants to take it upon himself on Holy Communion. It's truly the medicine of our soul. We need this lively faith to understand that every good communion heals our soul. Yes, puts order back in our soul makes our soul beautiful again, on condition, of course, that we're in the state of grace when we receive Holy Communion. So let us reflect this day on how evil sin is, how leprosy is a pale image of the sin, but also a good way to understand how evil sin is, is to look at Christ on the cross. Yes, Christ became a worm and not a man, so to speak. Yes, he was reviled, It was difficult to look at him. He looked so beaten up. Yes, like a leper on the cross. Well, Christ looked like that because he wanted to show us his mercy and he wants to take our sins upon himself. He also looked like that to show us how evil sin is, what sin does to God. Yes, if we want to know, so to speak, the biography of our life, look at the crucifix. Every sin we've ever committed is written into the passion of Christ. It caused the passion of Christ. And Christ suffered it freely and lovingly because he wants to take away our sins. So let us seek to appreciate this mercy of God and constantly call upon his mercy. King David tells us that we will sing his mercies in eternity, the mercies of God. So we ask this grace to Our Lady that we're constantly aware of God's mercy constantly offering our misery to God so as being cleansed from all of our sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.